Hi, this is John Barnes, and you're listening to Cop On. Welcome, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. This is Cop On Podcast back after the hiatus of the international break that may have come as a, as a, a welcome reprieve for for some or many of you. Uh, but I do hope that whoever you are, wherever you are, you're very well. Um, we've got lots of you know dreams and songs to sing. And I want to start with a poem by John Keats called On a Dream. As Hermes once took to his feathers light, when lulled Argus baffled, swooned and slept, so on a Delphic reed my idle sprite so played, so charmed, so conquered, so bereft the dragon world of all its hundred eyes, and seeing it asleep, so fled away, not to pure Ida with its snow-cold skies, nor unto Tempe, where Jove grieved that day, but to that second circle of sad hell, where in the gust the whirlwind and the floor of rain and hailstones, lovers need not tell their sorrows. Hail were the sweet lips I saw, hail were the lips I kissed, and fair the form I floated with about that melancholy storm. I'm delighted to be joined by Jack and by Nigel, Jack Mack, LFC, Anfield Road TV. Welcome back, Jack. Have you been floating around a melancholy storm during the international break? How's it been going for you? Yeah, massive thank you for having me on, Owen. I did hit the roads for a couple of weeks. I think all of us have uh, hit the road, Jack. I was, uh, I think, <laughs> <laughs> trying to take it any way, the attention away from international football. You know me. I've been on the pod plenty of times. And probably a large majority of Liverpool fans, as we know. Um, but I made up for the Irish, obviously winning at the rugby and obviously doing quite well in the international games as well in terms of the, the football results. Um, narrowly missing out against France. Um, very good performance. Um, but yeah, mate, massive thank you for having me on, mate. And yeah, it's, it's, it's great to have the Reds back in action, mate. And looking forward to uh, discussing Everton tonight, mate. And when you say you, you hit the road, did you literally start punching the road? Or what, what do you mean? Um, probably bouncing up and down with my big ass anyway. So it's, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's a bit of everything. <laughs> hit the town, to say the least. Excellent stuff. Well, you hit the town. Oh, that's very good stuff. Excellent stuff. And speaking of Ireland and Ireland's victory, Nigel is here. Nigel, welcome back. Congratulations for Ireland. If, if people are unaware, Ireland won the Six Nations Championship with a grand slam, which means they beat all five of the other nations and they looked absolutely imperious. This was 2019 Liverpool, wasn't it? It was just a domination from Ireland. How did you celebrate, Nigel? Did you did you run around the streets yelling and whooping? I was working, so I ran around the shop yelling and whooping. Excellent. And Excellent. then 
the under 20s did the same thing the Ireland under 20s did the same did the, did the same the next day for the second year in a row when I was at home for that one they, they were very very good and mm-hmm. a good win for a good win for the way the Wales ladies against the Ireland ladies last week as well by the way they were very good fantastic I mean you know the future's very, very bright for Irish rugby and thank you for the congratulations for the Wales fans but yes and then Scotland of course unfortunately Doug can't be with us he's a bit ill this evening but he's in the chat hi Doug great to have you with us and uh, Alan is also in the chat he says hi hi Alan and Redbird as well we're all we're all here already excellent stuff do please well well done to Scotland the other night as well for their great victory they were fabulous exactly that's what I was gonna say yeah exactly Scotland um you know they the they deserved it i watched you know i saw it was two nil and i watched sort of the last half an hour spain were utterly rattled for the last half an hour i've never seen a spain side so um you know panicked and they were kicking the ball straight out into touch it happened about three times in the last 30 minutes and that never happens to spain and their captain rodri was a classless buffoon after the match complaining that scotland were wasting time boo-hoo cry cry your tears hopefully jack he'll be crying some more tears this weekend uh rodri because i think liverpool manchester city the 12 30 kickoff in many ways jack if we stop rodri we're stopping man city from really building up their their play is that is that fair enough yeah, that's a, it's part of their identifying of a Manchester City player, doesn't it, Miss? In terms of you've got to be a, a winger, got to be an absolutely <laughs> nasty piece of work, in all honesty. Um, but yeah, it's a, a big up Scotland. Obviously, Andy Robbo getting three assists, I think it was, in two games. Obviously, Andy's taken his good form in recent months. Um, one of the only <laughs> probably good Liverpool players in recent months, but. Obviously, McTominay getting four goals, weirdly. Yeah, we all know how his quality is, Jesus. Um, but yeah, on that, a great result for Scotland, mate. And yeah, Rodri, he's, he's got that in him. If Fernandinho had it, they all have it, really, in all honesty. It's like a, a spoiled rich child that has been given all the iPads, all the tellies, all the sweets, everything in the shop, and then still wanting more. Uh, so, but yeah, uh, long may continue, but that's the ethos of Pep Guardiola football and the, all of them, they're all petulant little children, as we know, um, getting all that money. But that's a fabric of what Liverpool thrive ourselves on, the togetherness, the willingness to run through a brick wall for one another. I know it's not seen it a lot this season, but uh, we know we'll speak tonight, but we will very much get there eventually. Uh, just got a couple of hurdles, of course, <laughs> to get across, but... Yeah, um, Rodri continue whinging and hopefully we put him into the buzzy rosette because uh, we kn- we know the early kickoffs and the, the case of early kickoffs for Liverpool this season. Hopefully, um, we can put a nail in the coffin for uh, Manchester City, dent their title hopes. That would be fantastic. As much as we want to be in the title race, but if we were or the team to help Arsenal by just three points. And it was us, it'd be probably one of our highlights of the season, very much so for me. I mean, the 7 0, are we even going to get close to it that much of a highlight? Oh, yeah. we, we can't forget <laughs> that, Owen. <laughs> Who knows? But 
Um, yes, it's a great answer. It's a great answer. Lots to talk about. Um, you know, Rodri, you know, the calling out the gamesmanship. Mr. Boombastic's in the comments. Hello, Mr. Boombastic. He says, this might sound xenophobic, but Spanish players calling out Scottish players for gamesmanship is a bit rich, in my opinion. Um, yeah, it's more than a bit rich. It's, uh, you know, it's... Uh, it's Elon Musk rich. It's, it's, it's ridiculous. It's, it's rich as a rich tea. Um, Nigel, um, we got good news ahead of this City game. Bad news is the 12.30 kickoff. I was listening to Walk On podcast earlier. It's brilliant. It's from The Athletic. And uh, stat from from uh, Tony, the, the, the presenter there, he said that uh, Tony Evans, isn't it? He said... Liverpool have yet to score in any of our 12.30 kickoffs this season. But there is some good news for Liverpool in that Luis Diaz is back. Darwin Nunes has recovered from his knock. Uh, ben Doak has recovered from a head injury. And Sinikas is also available for selection, having picked up a back problem, a slight back problem, and he's away on international duty. So he's OK. All players back. Um, Luis Diaz is the big story, though, isn't he, Nigel? We've got to be patient, is all I'm saying. What do you reckon about this this news of that to have Louis back? Yeah, great that he's back, but like he's got to be managed. We've had far too many players in the last, I'm going to say, four or five years that we've had, and we've we've basically worked the legs off them. Thiago being the the real major one because he played just so many games uh, when he shouldn't have been playing that many games. Like, uh, we've had like people saying, "Oh, our centre back's been injured and all that." Well, we had to play like basically a full season. I think I think Virgil got injured in I think it was October, November that time against Everton, and we had to kind of make do with what we had after that. We ended up having to play Jordan Henderson like centre half and then midfield, and we ended up having to play Matip. And I, I think we're actually paying for it more this season than any other season because it's just wear and tear on our players all the time. Uh, just go back to that Rodri subject for a minute. Uh, Manchester City made a major transfer in the summer because they transferred the lack of yellow cards on Fernandinho to Rodri. Yes. Right. Booting the legs off anything that moved for 85 minutes when he could have been sent off about five or six times and not getting getting yellow cards to about when the 85th minute arrives, he goes and for the umpteen time, hoofs some guy into the stand and eventually gets a yellow card when he should have been sent off about six times in the game. Yeah, it's, it's the old Manchester bias, it's isn't incredible. it? Yeah, Andrew Beasley posted a brilliant uh, stat about the the Manchester bias um, recently where, where I think it's something like they've had that both Manchester clubs have had around 46 or 47 penalties uh, during the same time period that Liverpool have had 26, despite Liverpool having many more touches in the penalty area. Uh, go on, Nigel. The, the, the first season that Bruno Fernandes was at United, I think they got something like 22 penalties or something like that. And everyone was blown up about, oh, what a great player, for, uh, Bruno Fernandes. All he did was take penalties. They got a penalty one day after the final whistle against West Ham. Yes. Oh, don't get me started on that, Nigel. I'm still fuming about that. <laughs> the, same, the same day, there was a ball that Manchester, that one of the Manchester United lads cleared, and it went about 20 yards out over the, over the sideline. Loop back, no no throw, and they went down and scored, and they allowed it. It's insane, isn't it? It's insane. Criminal the, stuff. The, so, the sooner that AI can come in and everyone gets the same robot, um, you know, it'll just take 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 the decisions out of the numpties hands because they're they're all freaking numpties but let's 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 get back to the to the good news to the good news um luis diaz nigel i want to stay with you nigel because luis diaz he's coming back according to whoscored.com um he's 
uh, I can share this tab for the people who are uh, watching on YouTube, right? He's he's our best player according to who scored's ratings with 7.28 um, this season, 7.28 out of 10 rating, which is very good for who scored. The rest of our players, only one of them has got more than seven. So compared to Luis Diaz's 7.28, Mohamed Salah's on 7.05, quite a way behind, really. He's played only seven appearances, though, Luis Diaz. One of them as a sub, 615 minutes, three goals, two assists, and 81% pass success. Now, that is extraordinary for an attacker to get over 80% when you've got all the players around you, all the defenders around you, and trying to stop you. It's going to take him a while to get back. You know, we can't expect him to, to, to rush back into it, but... There's, there's a cold, there's a cold, hard truth in here somewhere. Jota is is someone as well. When they when you come back from long injuries, players are not oft they often they never come back as good as they were before the injury. But I think, Nigel, that with, with a player like Luis Diaz, he's got so many tricks and he's got so much to his game that even if he has, from, from now, lost an iota of pace, it shouldn't make too much difference to his game. What do you think? Um, like like we were saying there earlier, it, it's managing his minutes. Like Put him on for 10 minutes or something like that. Like He's an incredible player. He really is. You've got to remember as well that Jota came on when he came back and played a couple of games. But then in one other game, I think he might be injured again. He got booted. He got kicked around the place. You know what I mean? You've got to be wary of these guys. It's like it's like back to the rugby thing again. When Johnny Sexton started getting targeted for head injuries for a few years, every time the ball used to go down, these guys would be running head first straight into him. And it's it's the same kind of thing. Like somebody has an injury, there seems to be this thing that like I I, rem I don't remember the tackle that Party injured Luis Diaz with, along with the fact that he shouldn't be playing at the minute Party. But um, you know, there seems to be an awful lot of targeting going on of certain individuals. And I'm going to go back. A few seasons again, Virgil van Dijk by Pickford. There's, there seems to be certain teams who won't get decisions, certain teams will get decisions and they can do what they want. But certain teams, other teams against them can do what they want, kick anything that moves and get not. Like so the penalty Salah missed against Bournemouth with the first penalty we had in a year. You know, that's cold uh, hard facts. It's, yeah, I mean, it's ridiculous, isn't it? But yeah, um, that's a theme. We're going to have to maybe learn to... to... I don't know. Do you play the refs? I don't even want to. I don't even want to. No, because you're not getting like, anything off them. Well, I think you would if you, if you scream and roll around and cry and so. you know. I think you. I think you can influence referees if you're going to be. You know, um, if we're a badge, if, if we lo relocate to Manchester, we might. I don't think so. Well, yes, I mean there is obviously the bias you have to get past as well. I don't know. What do you reckon, Jack? Yeah, I was just going to say there, boys and, and everyone listening, it, it 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 stems to for one of my most biggest gripes for Liverpool this season. Don't know how you of all fells. When you watched on telly, far too nice, far too nice. How many like was it two last year or the year before when we played at Old Trafford? Ebu was bouncing everyone just on his own. He's a big lad, we know he is, but he was manhandling the, the little children that play for Manchester. He was like, yeah, in a bit for that, lad. Um, and on all of them. But this season, and it goes to back to what Nigel was saying, you lads were saying, in terms of the injuries, we need to be starting to be nasty. Um, we've been far too passive in certain moments this season. And that stems for me, really, 
terms of being too nice on the pitch. But it stems from the unwillingness to press and be aggressive on the ball. I think if we're aggressive in our press, I think we'll be aggressive in the challenges. I think it goes hand in hand. Um, that's probably one of the most frustrating things for this. Yes, we can play poor and all that, but at least give it a fight. I was very fortunate enough to be in the ground watching the Ev get absolutely battered. Sadly, it wasn't by any a bigger margin, but that was probably, yeah, in all my years of going to the that is probably the worst performance I've actually seen from any side. And to do that in a derby as well, it just smacks belief. Well, I was... I do believe because it is Everton Football Club um, this season and he just frankly can't be bothered. But it's, yeah, the, going into the back end of the season, I just want us to see a bit more aggression in our tackle. Whether we pick up a yellow or a red, uh, like, yeah, it's not ideal, but I, I love that. It's a, it's a, it's something not like, I don't want to see, of course, no, no crunching bad tackles, but I just want to see some at least passion. Um, I know they, they, they thrive and, and obviously it's a massive point for being in the Jürgen Klopp side, but I just want someone to just absolutely do. If it needs to be on Saturday, early morning, five minutes into the game, just go through them, man. Like, not go through them, but put a put a marker on the game and let Manchester City know we are in this game from minute one. Interesting stuff. I mean, you know, it would be nice. I mean, if only Milner were, you know, six months younger uh, or, you know, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, um, he'd be up for a yellow card if you're going to put a bet on anything. Don't bet first thing, but if you're going to put a bet on anything, Milner yellow card uh, is the way to go. Um, yeah, so we just got in terms of uh, injuries, we've got Thiago is who's out, Calvin Ramsey's out, Joe Gomez had a muscle problem, he may or may not be fit, and by Chetic as well. Uh, with the adductor problem out for the rest of the season. Um, yeah, uh, in, in terms of, uh, you know, getting ready for this match and this week, Man City at the Etihad, it's going to be really difficult, Jack. Um, I'm going to stay with you. Um, you know, what's, I don't know, is there is there a key to victory in the 12-30? I mean, what, what sort of percentage chance would you give Liverpool of a victory? For me, it's around about... Uh, a 30% chance. Yeah, I, I'd agree, mate, but you've got Pep Guardiola. He's, uh, <laughs> we all remember that interview prior, a week before the Champions League final. Um, that was broadcast around the world, <laughs> especially to the Chelsea dressing room. Pep was more or less basically telling to Thomas Tuchel what he's going to be doing. And uh, Mr. T- Mr. Tommy Tuchel is going to be playing him in a couple of weeks over two legs, so that's good. <laughs> Go ahead, boys. Come on, Brian. Um, but yeah, Pep, as you probably ask any City fan, he always gets in the head too much of himself and he will overthink this. And I think a bit point about what I said at the top of the show, if we can stem this tide of Manchester City this season, very much uh, wipe out. Who's the... Oh, oh no. Nigel. Nigel who for, the, for the audio listeners, Nigel's shown as the referee. Who's that, Nigel? Is it Anthony Taylor? Tony T, please tell me that's not true. Is Anthony Taylor another Manchester ref? For him again, a, bo- a bold ref from Manchester. Um, it oh, must be they, they are AI clones or something that they come out of the uh, PGML LL <laughs> or whatever. Uh, but yeah, uh, Pep. But obviously, I think the Phil Voden potentially might be out as well due to I think he's just recently. He had is surgery. out. Yeah, he's definitely yeah. had uh, had surgery and Holland. Oh, yeah, it remains to be seen yeah. if he's if he's going to do. Be 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 uh be ready or not, but uh, yeah, yeah, okay. And the best thing going and, and as well 
it's these big games. We always get up this season, and we have done that. That game against Manchester City pulled the wool over our eyes. In all honesty, <laughs> that result, and then the, the against United, happened. you mean uh, or... uh, uh, Manchester City when we beat them one 0 Oh, sorry, at the beginning yeah. of the season. Yes. Yeah, beginning of the season. Yeah, sorry, yes. Yeah, false, false expectations, really, one of me. But yes, yeah, anything's possible. But if there's one team to rock up to the Etihad when we can play well, it's us. Well, that's it. I mean, Google gave us, uh, you know, gives us a win percentage uh, chance of 18% with a 22% chance of a draw and 60% Man City win. I mean, they have won their last two games 7-0 and 6-0 in the Champions League against Leipzig and in the FA Cup against Burnley. But Nigel, how are you feeling? You feeling optimistic? What do you, what do you reckon about this one? What's, you know, if, if Liverpool are going to win... How are we going to do it? We're going to do what Jack said. We're going to be aggressive. We have to be aggressive. Like the goal we conceded against Bournemouth, I'm putting down to Virgil van Dijk because on the halfway line, he suddenly steps about three or four yards forward and leaves a big gap in open behind him. And they just walked straight through the gap. You know, you, it, 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 he didn't have a good game and he hasn't been having a good game. Um, I, I, You were saying about aggression and stuff like that. I, uh, As well as the kind of little bit of a lack of aggression, is there a little bit of kind of overconfidence or arrogance to go with that as well? And, and that, that needs to go. That needs to go fast. Um, Liverpool teams of old may have had a small bit of aggression or a small bit of arrogance, sorry, about them. But there was no arrogance when Graham Sooness left his boot print on your throat. That was aggression. He might have been arrogant about a little bit on the ball or a little bit after scoring a goal or after winning the trophy. But on the field, there was no arrogance. This needs to be, you know, you'd see him on the field and he's going like this and he's getting lads moving around. You can't be arrogant on the field. You cannot. We paid for that. Yeah. We've we seen yes. that now, yeah. didn't we? Sorry, mate. We've seen that from the clock was so animated. He was giving his aggression on the sidelines. Yeah. And it, it's a hallmark of Jürgen Klopp's side, as we all know. It reflects the manager. But that team in the second leg and this season, frankly, hasn't reflected Jürgen Klopp's ethos uh, uh, as a manager, is it? I agree totally. I agree totally. Uh, look, look, the player that kind of, we're going back to previous Manchester City games, the guy who would always um, show an aggression, whoever he played against, an aggression and a will to win and a drive was Dirk Cout. I, I loved watching Dirk Cout play. He was great. You know, he might not have been the best footballer in the world, but he gave everything, you know. He just put everything into a game. Do you remember those, when he scored he scored that late winner against City? There. And it, oh, it was brilliant. We were 2-0 down. We came back and won 3-2. It was brilliant stuff. Fantastic. Yeah, I mean, that's what we need. We need to summon the spirit of dirt out. Get your counts out, everybody. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, but speaking of, of, of previous matches against Manchester City, it hasn't been fun for us there. That famous 4-1 win in Jürgen's first season, it was like his third game or second game in charge of Liverpool. Back in 2015, the 4-1, of course, a famous win. That's our only win. Uh, in uh, in the last 13 Premier League games at the Etihad, um, so apart from that win, we've 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 lost seven and drawn five. So it has not been a happy hunting ground. It's been a, a miserly hunting ground. But this is Liverpool, and this is Liverpool this season, capable of being outplayed by Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest, and outfought by Bournemouth and Nottingham Forest and capable of beating Man City in the Charity Shield and of beating Manchester United 7-0. Who knows what's going to happen? It's all it's all up in the air. Who knows? Maybe maybe 
Pep will overthink it and play Zach Stefan in goal again or whatever, you know, <laughs> he'll do that. Um, but, you know, we won we won uh, Anfield earlier in the season and we're looking to complete a league double over Manchester City, which for what would be just the second time in the last 17 seasons. Uh, the last time we did it was in Jürgen's first yeah. season. Yeah, chat. Yeah, for me, sorry to interrupt that that in itself should be why we need to win this game. It sets a strong foundation. I know we've not been the best this season, but that can be uh, your marking point for the beginning uh, next season to say, yes, we can get the better of them, considering how poor we have been, as he said. But that's a great stat, that miss. For that, the sec, that would be if we can do it at the weekend, the second time in 17 seasons. That in itself is its team talk for me, if I was Jürgen. Right, right, set put the marker down, embarrass them at home if possible, stop them from winning the league as much as you possibly can, and uh, yeah, use that as the springboard not just for this season, hopefully, a, a run of good form, but going into next year and uh, let them know what, what the, we're not going away to as much as they would hope. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, it'd be great. More, more some of the decisions they get. Do you remember they beat us 2-1 there a few years ago when we were kind of going up and company clattered Coutinho from behind? Uh, the red card. Yes, it was a definite red card. I mean, this is what yeah. you've got to put up with. And it's even worse now that Howard Webb is back for United as well. Yeah, well we're, get, yeah. we're going to have to play, yeah. oh, play 12 men like we do at, at any, uh, any, any time we play a Manchester team. But it's still possible because, you know... Oh, we yeah. beat them earlier in this season, um, you know, but it, but our away form, you know, it's, I think it's different away and at home. We've, we've taken just 12 points from 13 Premier League away games this season. Won three, drawn three, lost seven away compared to, you know, winning 30 points at home. Our home, home form is absolutely fine, but going away... It's been awful, and, and 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 apart from the body language uh, that you were talking about with the arrogance and things, I've noticed that, that that players are complaining at each other, and I don't think that's very. Henderson has always done it. I don't think when other players start taking that on as 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 and doing it again and again and again. Okay, they've got reason to, but I've seen I've seen Virgil Van Dyke screaming at, 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 his, at his players but in this sort of whingy complaining way rather than you know the barking Virgil the commanding the colossus you come here you know you stop that cross it's more he throws his arms up in the air and he's like oh what are you doing I go back to my previous statement on that one yes exactly yeah maybe it's it's everything's gone to his head who knows but this is the kind of statement we need to put out here is that uh, Liverpool are not uh, finished. You know, the players who have had poor seasons are not finished and they're not out of there. Um, so in terms of other news, other things that are happening, so we've got these players back. We've got Luis Diaz coming back. We've also had a price tag being rumoured for this guy, Mason Mount, 70 million. Nigel, you've got to be joking. We spoke about it before. You know my opinion on Mason Mount. You agree with me, don't you? Like we wouldn't touch him with a with a barge pole, even if that barge pole was a, an extra large one. No, um, good player, but for 70 million, give me two continental players. Give me two Spanish, French, I'm not sure, I, anywhere Portuguese. else. South American, Portuguese, whatever. Mm -hmm. English players are 
not as technically gifted. Now some of them are, but he's not. I'm not having I'm not having him at all. Um if you can get him for a reasonable price, he might do all right. It smacks of Joe Cole. Yes. It 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 when we signed Joe Cole, he was finished. A finished actor, a little fat hobbit running around the field. And uh, I, I, you know, he's. I think. I think he. I think the mount is younger by a fair bit on that, he's and we might. Younger, yeah, yeah mm-hmm. we might get something more out of him. But I, I'm not sure even what's going on at Chelsea. They need this fire sale to get rid of to get rid of players over this. Like, if, if other teams had any kind of common sense at all, don't go near them. Let them crash and burn. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And if you, but if you're going to poach from Chelsea because they, as you say, they do need to sell. Then get yeah. someone who's, I mean, makes a man, yeah, he's not old at all. He's 24, 24 and 79 days. So he's only just turned 24. So, you know, he's he's played a decent amount of football, but we, we've covered this before on Cop on four, four assists and three goals in 30 appearances. It's nowhere near good enough. But if you're going to poach from Chelsea because you need the homegrown quota to be up, then poach their youth players. They've got loads of really exciting youth players. Under 18. players on let, the, let, let the club crash and burn and then just pick up the bits. <laughs> yes, well, yes, exactly, yeah. Hasn't it happened? It's happened with rugby. Look at some of the, the English Premiership teams. Uh, I think Watts, Worcester, the teams have gone out of business. Let them crash and burn and then <laughs> cherry pick. <laughs> that would be nice. That's a nice strategy. I like it. Uh, Jack, another, I mean, do you have anything to say on Mason Mount? Another player we've been linked with is uh, Evan Indica, although Neil Jones uh, said on the Redmen TV that it's uh, a load of old, uh, what's the word? Hods wallop, blap trap. Um, I don't know. Uh, what do you reckon, Jack? Uh, Mason Mount and Evan Indica? Yeah, obviously. I suppose if we talk about this, because mainly because prior to that price tag if it is legit i was aboard the mount potentially coming to liverpool train if it was anywhere in excess of less than 50 million but i know it's 20 millions might not seem a lot but in the modern era of football i think it's madness and people are putting two and two together and getting four in relation to thomas Tuchel, as we mentioned with um having the getting the buying munich job um, there's no way in hell that Bayern Munich are going to be spending 70 million on any player. Um, they were bringing the price down on Mane so many times. Like they were reluctant to pay 40 million because I think they still think that we got Thiago on quite cheap. And I think we did for 20 million pounds for the midfield of his ability. Yes, his injuries and all that. But it's I, I do not want to be spending 70 million. I'd agree with what Nigel said and you, Owen, and it's ridiculous. 70 million for Mason Mount, yes, he's a good player. Fair enough if he had that, obviously, the last, not it was it the season last year where or the year Chelsea won the league where he had that great season, he had like lots of goals, lots of assists as well. If he had, say, that form spread out over like four or five seasons. And fair enough. I think a lot of clubs, every club, top club in Europe, would be sniffing around them. But for me, this—if I was a Newcastle, and um, the, the the upward trajectory in form and as a club they're going, it, this screams Newcastle to me. If I was a Newcastle, this is a player that I would potentially build a team round. Um, improves uh, players on obviously no respect to Jolinson and Miggy Almond on, but I think he's a uh, ten times the player to them. But I think for me. 70 million, even though I was in the camp of getting mounted at Liverpool, but yeah, absolutely ridiculous fee. And I agree with Nigel, you can probably get three South Americans for that price and 
that would sort out our midfield issues, like in all honesty, and probably all at the age of like 20, 21 years old as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, precisely. That's exactly where we need to be um, shopping. And, and and just looking at the past completion there, it's, it's on the screen for the people who are watching, 77.2%. I mean, it's, it's good for, for an attacker, but basically he's going to lose the ball. He's only in the 57th percentile uh, for, for wingers who, who, who keep the ball at 77.3%. Um, he's... He's average in lots of respects, in lots of, in lots of, um, what do you call them? In lots of statistical, what's the word I'm looking for? Metrics. That's what, that's the word I'm looking for. Loads of the metrics. He's just sort of bang average. And yeah, spend it somewhere else. Are we going to spend it? Go on. Signing. Uh, someone said to me, you have 50 million. You mm -hmm. can sign one player from the Premier League. Ruben Neves. Yes, Ruben Neves. Much better. I think you could really turn Ruben Neves into a Thiago type player. He's got the ability. Mm -hmm. and I think um, he's much, much cheaper. But what do you think, Nigel, about the rumours about this guy, Evan Ndika? I don't, I don't know him because, you know, he... Uh, he plays in Germany. I don't watch the Bundesliga, Eintracht Frankfurt. But I'm not saying that you, I'm not suggesting you you watch the Eintracht Frankfurt matches either. But I'm just like the idea that we're 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 linked with a, a centre back is a positive thing. And you know he clearly he's a very big guy. He's a very strong guy. And you know Klopp knows how to pick a centre back with Ibu Konate, the brilliance of him and the brilliance of Virgil. So you know you would just have to trust that. That uh, you know, this guy could be a, a fabulous signing. We definitely need at least one, don't we, Nigel? Yeah, definitely. Haven't seen that much of this guy. I, I probably should have been watching Eintracht Frankfurt close, more, a little closer, a couple of weeks ago. But the, the the one guy that really caught my eye recently is the um, is the Asian guy at Napoli. Yes, uh, we, Kim, we spoke about him last yeah, time. Yeah, last yeah, 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 on the, on the last one. Yeah, I thought he looked really he, decent. There's actually wow. two of them. I think the, 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 we we said it before when we played Napoli the last time. They're spying him at the back with the other fellow who isn't who, too bad either. The guy with the dreadlocks in the middle of the field and the guy up front, Napoli. Their spine is very good. Absolutely, absolutely. No, it's terrific, and uh, they're they're playing brilliant football. They're a joy to watch. I, I really enjoy watching Napoli this season, and uh, you know, good on them. It's proper proper football club. Whatever you can say about uh, you know Italian football, but uh, you know their fans are completely bonkers. And it's uh, best pizza in the world, Neapolitan pizza. Um, so yeah, good on them. Um, yeah, but Evan and Dicker, yeah, the 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 you know, Neil Jones has poured cold water over that one. Um, other ones we've been possibly linked with are uh, Levi Colwill, who is a, a youngster who's on loan. He's another centre back. He's on loan at Brighton from Chelsea. So this is he's good, he's sensible. You get him, pick him up for five or ten million. He might become a great player. If not, probably sell him for about the same amount. Um, and another one, James Ward Prowse. We keep getting linked to this guy. I can't remember who said it. It's just In English Charlie Adam. Right, sorry, the English five Charlie. years ago, we should have signed him. I said this five years ago. We should have signed him. Great man on set pieces. Well, what is he now? Apart from the set pieces, though, Nigel, is he? Is, is he? Has he got much? I don't know. The, the, the stats will tell you that he doesn't. He's only in the seventy-six point nine percent percentile. Sorry, in the twentieth percentile for midfielders for pass completion. Uh, you know, he's, he's there with a couple of other with a couple of other better midfielders as well, though, uh, from a team like Southampton who are going to be like down at the bottom of the table perennially. Yeah, but yeah, but you see, this is it's the same problem with Mount as it is with 
James Ward Prowse is that they're, one they're going to be too expensive, but the main problem is that they they're sort of more creative players, yes. and we I, don't need creative midfielders. Yeah, I look at that boys, and it's a great stat there. The successful take ons, and he's what the, the three percentile, like probably the third the, percentile, third, yeah, third percentile, and for yeah. anyone listening, that's like probably very bad. In all honesty, um, the more green and the more percentile, the best they are in their position in Europe. But that screams to me, Jordan Henderson, or like a midfielder at Liverpool that doesn't technically have the ability to get past them. And uh, you only have to, as Nigel mentioned the name, Ruben Neves, you watch that Wolves midfield, they're like a cog in an engine. And like when you watch Manchester City, and, and that's what we all know the midfield. I want my midfielders to actually receive the ball and get past three players, like actually take someone on and progress as first and foremost, a good 15, 20 yards, like a rugby player, get a bit more high up the pitch, believe so much pressure off your team. Progressive carries. Yeah. Yeah, you're talking about carrying the ball yeah, forward. Carrying yeah, ball. James, James, James Ward-Prowse is only in the 12th percentile for carrying the ball forward. Yeah, okay. Harvey Elliott is actually extremely good at that. Uh, taking the ball and carrying it forward, but I just think we need we need ball busters. We don't need these creative types. Well, he, he aren't even that creative. So James Ward Prowse, I mean, he's he's very he scores very very highly with non penalty goals in the ninety fifth percentile, and for expected assists and shot creating actions. But those are just because he takes all the set pieces, and he's such an expert at set pieces. Apart from that, I'm sorry. He doesn't have anything. He's pretty good at interceptions in the 65th percentile. He's uh, actually surprisingly good at aerials one for someone who's not very tall. He's in the 71st percentile for winning headers. But no, again, like Mason Mount, England actually do have a very good generation. They really do. They have a really good generation coming through. Problem is they've got Gareth Southgate managing them. And there are certain of them who are still as they perennially are always overrated, some of them, you know, and and I think Ward Prowse makes them out. These guys, they fall into that category. Another lad like, I'd mention as well, lads, uh, that Ev is it Evan Ferguson, the the young lad from Is I think it's Ferguson. Uh, he's mm -hmm. is he Irish or he's uh, Irish? Yeah, yeah he, eighteen he's, years old. He's mm -hmm. ridiculous. Like it'd be interesting to see his statistics, really. But he's broke onto the scene. I've not seen a lot of them, but. The highlights they have seen this season in the Prem. He's an interesting player for me. He's um, interesting. 18 years old. Sorry, just quickly on him. 18 years old and 162 days. Um, apparently, according to FB Ref, his contract expires in June. Um, he's got three goals and two assists in 10 Premier League appearances or 466 minutes, which is very good for an 18-year-old. He does have the... A huge potential, but, 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 but there is one big problem with him because according to Auntie Google, he grew up supporting Manchester United. So go away. He's a stinkered. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, it was either Liverpool or Man United. Oh, man, <laughs> there you go. It's uh, he chose the wrong, you know, he, he chose the ball instead of the sword. He chose... The blue pill instead of the red pill, he chose the salmonella infested cheddar cheese instead of an award winning double Gloucester. Like that pass completion, that just screams Bobby Firmino. I know he's only played 10 games in the Prem, but 
a 97 percent dial and passing that's yeah. that's very it looks, good it looks a decent player all right yeah but i mean they're going a little, a little contrast between what i think of the type of midfielder we need and the english thing remember the euros a few years ago the euro final against, against italy england scored a really really good goal starting off i think i've mentioned this before a really good goal and instead of trying to capitalize on possibly a shock lead against the world against a really good italian team uh england decided to suddenly sit and try and play italy at their own game and eventually get caught i know it was only on penalties but they could have pushed forward again like we did against manchester city yeah they beat them 3-1 Firmino's goal and Salah and Mane that yeah. Firmino goal was that goal of the season we won the league for me anyway but I'm just going to contrast it now with um, a few weeks ago we were I can't remember who we were playing but I remember this so well the ball I think Alisson played the ball out and Stefan Bajetic dropped the shoulder on the guy in front of him and rolled him and we went down and scored I think it was I think it was Darwin that scored could have been I don't think who that was it was a I can't remember what game that was. Yeah, I think I it was. It wasn't. It was Darwin, mate. Yeah, I can yeah, remember. It was Darwin, I just can't remember what game it was. Yeah. The game, yeah, I can't remember. Was it Newcastle? I don't know. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. It was, it was a goal against Newcastle, mm. I think. And uh, he just he rolled him. Just like he was, he started off outside his own box and just the positivity that's not what we need we don't need this sideways passing crack. We do too much of it. Yeah. We were playing again there a few weeks ago and I was watching the game with my dad. And I, Positive, positive. Stop passing the ball sideways. There's too many touches. It's killing us. It always yeah. kills us. We couldn't, we couldn't break teams down because we were passing the ball sideways all the time. Yeah, totally agree. Yeah, we do need, we do need that. Yeah, that that confidence and and the ability, the ability and the confidence to play between the lines. That's what Arsenal have done so well this season. If you know, if it's a vertical pass to someone who's, you know, bet- if it's between two opposition players to play the pass, and the person you're playing the pass to is actually being marked, you still play the pass because you can make other angles if you're running off the ball. But once you play the pass, pass and move. It's the oldest thing in the book, and it's hard to do. And if you do lose the ball, then you know the, you can be very open to the break. But yeah. It's you know you should trust yourself. You should trust your ability that you yeah, can do that, and that that person you're passing to can deal with that pass. Yeah, look at the positives from a few weeks ago as well. Uh, just as a matter of, uh, I I I don't like Ramsdale in goal. I really don't. Um, I think he's he he, he jumps late. Um, I, I'll go back to that in a second. But a few weeks ago when they played Sport in Lisbon, do you remember the, the game in the in the, in the uh, and the guy hit the shot from just inside the the the, the all that was. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he lost. He could have saved that. Arsenal would have yeah. taken two steps back and caught that. Mm-hmm. He, his positioning is so poor, and he has no. He should have saved three penalties as well. His his positioning, his starting positioning, compared to Allison and and the, the other guy is the same. The, the Everton Pickford is the same. But I, I, I look for for a guy to have so little spring as a as a as a potential as supposedly first class goalkeeper. He should not. That ball went straight over his head. It didn't go into the corners. It went straight over the top of his head and he hadn't a clue where it was. You know, it's it's, it's it, this technical ability again. Like he he dived over three penalties because he was flinging himself up in the air and, and trying to be fancy. Like Allison, you know, down into the corner and saved him away. Like there, there's no there's no um coincidence that Allison is our best player this season. Yeah. All you have well, to do yeah. is look at some of the saves he's made. And no, I've been watching compilations. That's what I've been doing for the in the yeah. international break, you know. I haven't been hitting any roads, hitting the town. I've just been sitting in and watching Allison comps on, yeah. on repeat because he's been amazing. 
I agree. I agree totally. Jack's going to have to. Sorry, Jack, sorry, oh, sorry, guys, but Jack's going to have to chip off in a minute because he's got he's got his own show and his YouTube channel. On. Before you go, Jack, I just want to ask you. Sorry, so we've got. I'm not doing that show no more. So. Oh, okay. Oh, great. Okay. Well, th well, thank you. Okay. Uh, but as well, uh, in that case, sorry, Nigel, what were you going to say? Sorry. All I was going to say is you look at the saves that, that Alisson has made with, when he's saving these unbelievable stops. Pickford and Ramsdale don't save those. They just don't because they're, they're, Alisson's down in the corner or up in the corner saving it, and they're two yards away from those. It's as simple as that. He's just simply barring the balls, technique-wise. And that's what we need. We need technical players. That's exactly what we need. Need some, technical players. Need some Jurassic Park music as well, Nigel, as well, don't we? So. Pardon? Some Jurassic Park music for the... <laughs> for the, for the for yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent stuff. Well, let's, but let's, let's talk about the, you know, the bigger picture for the last couple of minutes anyway, because we're going to... We're going to zoom out on the screen for the people who are watching. Uh, and also, I've got to get to some some comments as well. I keep forgetting to get, go to the comments. Sorry about that. Mr. Bombastic's been giving his opinion. He would take James Ward-Prowse and play him at right back um, and play Trent in midfield, which is uh, you're the third person I've seen with that opinion this week. And um, you might be right. Maybe he's good at that. Maybe that, that would work. I have no idea. Um but yes, okay, and uh, Doug from the dugout, he says Mason Mount for seventy million is ludicrous. I wouldn't, I wouldn't pay that. He's overpriced, and I don't rate him. So there you go. We're all on the same page with Mason Mount. We need to destroy, and I think if we're going to raid Southampton for anyone, we should get Romeo Lavia, the young, uh, defensive, more more defensive minded player. But anyway, the bigger picture, the the fixtures that are. Coming next, uh, Man City, <laughs> 12.30 UK time um, against Liverpool at the Etihad. We don't have much of a chance in that one, but we've got a chance. And then we're away to Chelsea. That's interesting. 8pm uh, in, in three days after after Man City. So that'll be on Tuesday, Tuesday night, Chelsea away. Then the weekend after on the, sun, on the Sunday, yeah, Will be Liverpool against Arsenal, four thirty kickoff. It's a hell of a week, and we're following that with uh, away to Leeds, and then at home to Forest, and away to West Ham. Yes, Nigel. Sorry, Easter Sunday. That's Arsenal. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. Oh, blame me. Sorry. Yeah, my mum. I don't. I don't think my mum listens to this. She doesn't give two hoots about. But that's probably good that she doesn't, because she'd expect me to remember these dates. But yes, Easter Sunday. Get the mini eggs in um excellent stuff uh so okay jack you know city chelsea arsenal okay i want i want a head versus heart answer how many points are we going to get from man city away chelsea away arsenal at home you you, you got to have two different answers head and heart oh yeah no me everyone if anyone's listening to my content you know me boys I'm I'm the worst predictor on YouTube for results and that. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm I'm the holy day on that against Arsenal to remember the Lord Saviour Divock Adigi. Um, what what a day that's gonna be. Um, hopefully get him on the bench if he's still there. Uh, just get him in for one game. But uh, yeah, I'm gonna go with my head. I'd say seven. I think we can easily, well, not easily, but I think seven with uh, the head or seven with the heart. Seven with the head. Now with the heart. I, I think. It's wow. it's a, it's been a very weird season, as we all know. But 
I think I'd much rather back us if we had five like games against City, Chelsea, Arsenal, the uh, Tottenham. I'd much prefer that in a title running than playing like Nottingham Forest yet for five fixtures on the bounce. Um, so I'm gonna go seven with my heads and nine with my heart. That's amazing. Nigel, what about you? Yeah, seven came into my head as well. I was thinking, if we can get something out of out of, out of City, I think we can push on. Get out there on, on Saturday and be positive, I think. Um, I think that's the way to go. Uh, yeah, I, I, I seriously think we can get seven points out of those games. Um, but there needs to be uh, a serious um, attitude adjustment, I would say. that's Attitude needs to be right. We get the right attitude. We can get something out of all those games. So we know Nigel and now... And everyone listening, if Yasuzu's not right there, boys, against these three teams, it's as bad as Chelsea have been this season, you will get punished and you will get absolutely embarrassed. We've seen yep. what Manchester United done against us at Anfield, and we were probably in fair gear, in all honesty, but we, we can't allow that, Nigel. Yep. Oh, absolutely right. Yeah. Absolutely right. I, I said that I said to my to, to my manager, who was a Man United fan, and a few other Man United fans, you need to get rid of Fernandez. His attitude is crap, and I don't want anybody playing for our club. I don't know what anybody else feels, but if their attitude is wrong, they shouldn't be there. If they're a high-profile player and their attitude is wrong, no. I'd agree. I think we all do, mates. But I think this this season's definitely we've spoken on numerous podcasts about one and our mates. All of us that I reckon he's learned a lot from certain individuals in this team. I think we all have this season, yeah. and it's a big, big six to eight months. Definitely. Well, he's never done it before. You know, watching the brilliant documentaries that uh, the Anfield Rap did on Jurgen. You got to see that, guys. It's just such a brilliant piece of 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 TV. It's, it's brilliant. Um, but yeah, the, the, you know, Jurgen, he was at Mainz, he was at Dortmund, of course, before us. He'd never really sort of, you know, chucked everyone, uh, you know, out and, and brought loads of new guys in and, and really had a massive, you know, rebuild in one summer. But we, we're going to need it. See, my head is very pessimistic and that's only informed by what we've done this season. Like I said, 12 points. From 13 matches away from home, this is going to be away from home against City and away from home against Chelsea. They're much better teams than the dross that we've lost to already in the seven matches we've lost away from home. Uh, City are in very good form, with or without Holland. They've got Julian Alvarez. Wow, what a what a what a great young young talent he is! Super player. And so I just like my head says, no, we've got no chance. We've got more, well, very little chance. We've got more chance of being on the, you know, on the receiving end of a spanking than, you know, giving one out. But Chelsea, Chelsea have been, you know, hot and cold this season. Of course they have. They've been, you know, it's like uh, either not even that, that hot. It's just lukewarm and cold this season. Um, and Arsenal, Arsenal are on fire, you know, Saka. I don't know, Philip Bidwell in, in the chat, he says this is our most important week of the season. He says he doesn't know how many we'll get, but he would be reasonably happy with five points out of the three games. That's My head says that would be amazing, five points. That means we've drawn two and won yeah, one. Yeah, considering how bad we've been, boys, you know? <laughs> So my, my head is saying we're going to get three points maximum from these three games. I just but my heart is Sorry. saying we're going to win 
10 out of 9 because we're Liverpool and if we get it all together and if we start feeling it the way that we we can feel the victories and feel the passion and the emotion and feel the occasion then we can absolutely trounce anybody just like to make an observation there um you know these people they're on about people being attitudes and stuff like that and people are going to be going absolutely mental because there's a, a rumor of a new contract being offered to james milner the one thing i'll say about a new contract being offered to james milner and maybe bring him into a coaching role is the man's attitude is always right that's what Klopp likes we've, we've been discussing it here there is no arrogance about james milner i do i have no problem with him getting a new contract if he'd been made into a coach he has to be made into a coach if he's going to go somewhere else let him go but if he's offering him a contract there has to be a coaching job with it long-term coaching job totally. bring him into the back i, I think he'll be, he'll be a great manager he's got all Absolutely. the experience and yeah. and all the know-how yet i think there are a few in our Absolutely. squad who make really good managers Absolutely. i think yeah and the attitude as well i think uh yeah you know, loads of, I think a few of them. Andy Robertson would be a good manager. They were, they were talking about that on the Anfield route the other day. But anyway, okay, Jack, sorry, one season. I was just, just going to say, Xavi Alonso, if no, we mentioned yes, on the last pod. Let's talk but, uh, about that. And let's no, talk no, about no, that no. to finish. Yeah, Chabi Alonso coming back to Liverpool to finish the job. He said, if there's one regret I have in my career, it's not winning the league with Liverpool. That's what he said. Uh, he said that a few years ago, but I bet that's something he still thinks about. And I bet that's in the back of his mind. He's the he's the boss, of course, of Leverkusen. Have you been watching them, Jack, or just hearing about them? Like, yeah, no, watched? I've been watching a couple of the games at the beginning. It, obviously, he started the when he took over, they were like third or fourth from bottom of Bundesliga. And now I think they're like two points off, three points off um, fourth space, uh, fourth spot, which is quite frankly remarkable. Um, he's got a very talented squad, like the Wirt, the RB, Frimpong. Um, the list is endless in terms of the quality. Palacio, the Argentinian defensive midfielder, he's another one to keep an eye on. Um, and Taps Ober, another. <laughs> you've got such a very talented squad. And it's going to be interesting, though. It will be interesting in the next five, ten year period, post Jürgen Klopp, as much as we'd love to. Jürgen to retire at Liverpool for the next 20, stay here for 20 years, but we're, we're, we're not stupid then. I don't think any Liverpool fan is. There will come a day when Jürgen does eventually say enough is enough. But I think similar with previous managers, Jürgen will have a very good idea of who he wants to replace him. And if Javi Alonso does continue performing like he has for Bayern, by Leverkusen, um, I'd very much love love us to get him because that's uh, we was it Sam Yippie was in charge of uh, by Leverkusen a very long time ago, yes, and it didn't and it, yeah and it didn't quite work out for them. So time will tell with Jabby, but he looks the part. Of course, he could probably still play defensive midfield for uh, by Leverkusen at this rate, but like Steven Gerrard um, in that charity match, he still got it. Steve is, you know, you never lose it. <laughs> Um, but yeah, I, I'd like to see. I'm, I'm intrigued how his development as a manager is going. Always comes across as a really intelligent guy, Javi Alonso. Yes, yes. he's had like the best games as well, though, boys. You look at Rafa Ancelotti, Pep Guardiola. He's had he's had literally the, the all of them. Yeah, totally, totally. And uh, you, you mentioned Jeremy Frimpong. His stats are absolutely crazy. I'd bring him in at right back. He's got seven goals and six assists from right back. Um, seven goals and six assists and 25 matches in the Bundesliga. In the Champions League, he's had 374 minutes. He's got two assists. 
Um, but uh, you know, he's six foot two. He's a, he's a right back. He can also play centre midfield. He can do both. And his uh, his his stats are absolutely mind blowing. You're talking about progressive carries. We were talking about before. Um, Five point seven eight per ninety progressive carries, and you compare that to Mason Mount. He's on two point seven five. You know, uh, double the amount of progressive carries. He's in the 99. He's in the top one percent in Europe for progressive carries and successful take-ons as well. 99th percentile, 99th percentile in terms of uh, receiving the ball and attacking areas. He's just a forward-thinking, right, right-sided player. I think that you know, six foot two. Sign him up. Don't, I've don't never seen him well, playing, but sign him. Yeah, you only need is a cheeky call from Gakpo or Virgil. I said, do you want to come come over and play? Exactly. And especially with an ex-Liverpool legend uh, at the club, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. he'll do us a favour. Anyway, thanks, guys. But I think we should, may as well wrap it up there. We've we've had a lovely chat. Um, I got I've got a translation to do this evening before a long day of work tomorrow, but. It's been absolutely pleasurable, such a pleasure and joy. The footy's coming back, the real stuff. Even if my head is right and we are going to get, you know, get stuffed, as they say, then, uh, you know, it's fine. It's temporary. We will be back. We're going to keep the faith. We're going to keep our patience this season. But thank you very much, uh, Nigel. It's been brilliant. And Jack, and uh, Jack, just to remind everybody where, where they can... They can find you, Jack, your channel, your yeah. YouTube channel. Yeah, thank you, Owen, for having me on. Big up, Nigel, as well. I'll definitely get his on this week if he's a free boys. And everyone have a lovely rest of your weekends. Anfield Road TV on all socials, Facebook. Facebook, I don't even know what that website is. Facebook, uh, TikTok, <laughs> and all the uh, usual jazz on uh, social media. But uh, hopefully the Reds, we absolutely stuff the Manx, and that would be fantastic. Yes, why not? Why not? Absolutely. And thank you very much, Nigel, as well. Have we missed anything, Nigel? Or... No, no, just Irish Red 11 on Twitter is all. Irish Red 11. Yeah, follow follow Nigel on Twitter. Irish Red 11. Excellent stuff. Thank you very much, guys. We'll, we'll, we'll you know, speak to the other side of, of at least one of these matches, maybe two of them. Uh, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll be back as soon as we can. Um, thank you very much. Do send me an email, coponpodcast at gmail.com. Get in touch on Twitter at coponpodcast. It's up on. It's ad-free. It's free. And it's just, you know, just for you. Whoever you are, wherever you are, you'll never walk alone. Thank you.